Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur Show. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. For anyone who's out there, you can find us on Instagram at Justin the Food Entrepreneurs or on Spotify or wherever else you listen to podcasts to grow yourself. So how are you doing today, Nathan, from Sour Street Pizza from North Doing Norfolk. well. Thanks doing well thanks for having me on justin yeah very excited to have you back on like nathan told me a little bit about what's going on it got me all revved up um i got pumped for him because i love when entrepreneurs are growing their business so we're going to get into that in a second but nathan will you tell everyone briefly your story a little bit how you ended up with sour street pizza and and um and what your journey's been like Yeah, so long story short, um, I was in IT sales over the course when the pandemic uh, hit us. And I went from being in an office, being in an office, traveling five days a week to being in in a room on my computer on calls and sending emails all day, um, which led me to realize that I really was not made for that. I... I was okay with the job when I was in the office because we, we had a good team and I liked the camaraderie. Um, but when I was sitting at my computer all day, I, I couldn't pay attention. I did not like what I was doing, started making sourdough or started making pizza. It came out horribly at first, then uh, continued making it, started, moved on to um, sourdough pizza. And I was cooking in a big green egg with a pizza porta attachment and the pizzas were just coming out incredible. So I, I thought about opening a restaurant, but I, I've never run a restaurant. I made table side Caesars. That's the only experience I've ever had. Um, and then I started looking into food trucks and, and realized I could make this a business. So we purchased a food truck down in Florida. Um, I had it made by concession nation. And my wife and I drove down there and picked it up. That was in February of uh, 2021. Um, So about two years ago, we picked up the trailer. And I've just been going ever since uh, at breweries, uh, festivals, weddings, events, and things like that. But we're wood-fired sourdough pizza. And it's kind of all we do on here. Uh, we're an eight by sixteen trailer. That's I love that, it. I love it. I, I love it. Yeah, everything? yeah, I love it. So, well, quick question for you: Did you transition then full time into the trailer once you had it? Was it just hustle right after that? Like, all right, I got this thing. It's straight hustle. Yeah, I actually quit my job um, a few months before we had the trailer. Um, I had a little bit of money saved up and I'm a photographer. I was a photographer on the side. So I had some photography gigs that kept me going um, for those couple months. And because it's just too much work, this business is way too much work to do something else. Um, It's, uh, you (laughs) know, I have to chop wood. I have to uh, do all kinds of prep. You got to make tomato sauce, the dough every week sometimes multiple times a week um so yeah i had to i quit my job and went 100 percent in all right so let's talk about like how did you grow the business like what were the steps you used like 
you need to have the, this truck trailer and uh, you're going around. Like, how did you grow the business enough where you're like, okay, I, I'm doing well enough. I can start expanding into maybe a brick or mortar or something. Um, so at first we did not, I had never made pizzas except for on my back porch, making eight at a time. So when we first started, we, we would sell 70 pizzas and we would all be exhausted and it would take forever. Wait times were really long. Um, but the dough was, was, um, it's really good dough. I mean, and there's not that much good pizza around here. So I think that, um, that made it kind of easy to grow a following and have the breweries kind of want to have me. And, um, yeah, so I think it's just a, a really good product and we, we are, are very, um, very like happy on the truck. And when people come up, you know, it's a good atmosphere. Uh, we take care of our customers, really good product. Um, I think all those things together are helping us grow. But at this point, um, buying this new property is going to allow me to ramp up production, make more dough during the week, um, stay in here longer. To, it's it's going to make it easier to prep. Like we're doing wine fest this summer, two days of wine fest, and we're going to be able to pull it off where a year and a half ago uh, we I couldn't even think about setting up at Winefest. So improving processes and um, having a good product is, is really what's doing it for me. And so what has that been like? I know we've talked about some expansion. You've grown quite a bit over the last four months since we last talked. Um, you were having some struggles before. What, I mean, let's talk about what those struggles were and how sort of some entrepreneurial ingenuity has led you to where you are now over even just yeah. in four months. Yeah. So, um, four months ago I was in a, a shared commissary kitchen and there were about 10 or up to 15 people who would re use the commissary kitchen regularly. And, um, some people weren't cleaning up after themselves. Uh, the, the management wasn't really there, so there were no consequences um, for being messy and leaving, uh, you know, leaving the kitchen uh, dirty. So I would, I um, just started going crazy, started uh, looking around for uh, properties. And now since I've had my own uh, kitchen for about two months, it's been a lot of work because now everything's on me. Um, but I would rather have that. And now I know that my kitchen's going to be clean. I know that there's going to be hot water. Everything's going to be working. Um, and if it's not, it's on me and I can figure it out right away. Um, so it's, it's a vast improvement over the past few months and not necessarily growing in growing my business that much, but, uh, making it so that I can spend less time in the kitchen and be more efficient. I love it. And let's talk about, like, you mentioned making your own dough. Let's talk about what that process was like, because you ended up with sourdough. And let's talk yeah. about what, 
you said you make your own tomato sauce as well. So how did you go about doing that and, and yeah, why? Yeah, so I ended up with sourdough just because the flavor is so good. I I think the, fav- the flavor is superior to uh, commercial yeast. So, um, and no one's really doing it around here. There's a couple places, but that's it. So um, I went with sourdough and it's just flour, water, and salt. That's it. So uh, I have a starter which is flour and water that I feed twice a day to keep it strong. Um, and I make dough once or twice a week. The, I got a new mixer in the new kitchen that can make up to like 440 dough balls, I think, in one mix, um, which improves efficiencies a lot. And it also improves the dough. It's a spiral mixer, so it doesn't heat up as much as a planetary um but yeah it's a, it takes about 6 hours on Wednesday in addition to growing the starter the day before a couple times um so it's it's a lot of labor you know a lot of food trucks taco trucks or whatever they run out of food they can run to restaurant depot cook the meat up in an hour sometimes um and be back on the road where i have to plan it out days in advance so that I have that dough and I don't freeze dough. So I, I have to, um, it's a lot of prep work. And do you have, do you have someone that helps you now? Is it only you? Like talk to me about like how many employees, like you're growing a business here. Now you have a prep kitchen as well. That's all your own, which yeah. also may even eventually end up being more than that. It sounds like. Um, It probably will just be a prep kitchen just because it's 450 square feet. Um, And right now, right now, in regards to employees, I have four employees and they're all part time. They're kind of friends of mine that I put on payroll that um, that work events and stuff. I I still do a lot of the prep myself. I'm out here uh, chopping wood. I'm making um, slicing prosciutto, cleaning the kitchen, cleaning the trailer. Um, but at events, I have two other people with me and then they help me, um, clean up when we get back and they do a little bit of prep work and help me with dough. Um, but I don't have anybody full time yet. I'm looking for someone full time to help me out. Um, but it needs to be the right person. It's not easy to find. Yeah, and if, like, pizza's, like, specific as you're doing and the tomato sauce and making it yourself, that requires a lot of skill and a lot of, like, um, attention to detail, for lack of a better term, and someone that's going to be able to really know how that's done. And I like what you're doing, Nathan. I think, like, there's just so much growth in... I like the, the sourdough. I think that that's awesome, and I like that you've concentrated so much on growing your business and where are the efficiencies? Like what's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur right now? Uh, Right now it's all the people that I'm meeting and networking with. Um, I moved. So my neighbor at this kitchen is Norfolk machine and welding and they're a big machine shop. Um, And we got a container, like a 20 by eight, container delivered to for extra storage and we're putting it outside 
the, the guy who delivered it just kind of set it down and it's not where we needed it because we're also putting a fence in and it needs to be like in this specific area and the thing weighs 4,200 pounds. So they drop off the container. My uh, tenant bought it and um, we're like, where are we, how are we going to move this thing? We have to move this thing to put the fence in, but where do we start? And it has to be in this really specific place. Um, so if, I was talking to a friend of mine and he works with Norfolk Machine and Welding. And he says, hey, why don't you talk to your neighbors? They've got a big old forklift. They can move that thing for you. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. So I went over. I talked to Pete. I told him I'd make pizzas for him for everybody there. There's like eight, uh, 21 people that work there. Um, so I told him I'd, I'd do a pizza lunch for them if they were able to move the, the container. And I think they would have done it even if I didn't offer the pizza lunch. They're just really cool. Um, so they brought this big forklift over and four guys, they hooked chains up to this 4,000 pound container, picked it up, moved it right into place. I mean, centimeters, they got it perfect. They brought out stuff to level it and set it down. It took them about, it wasn't a heavy lift for them. They had a lot of fun. Um, but just working pe with people like that, um, and working with other food trucks, we always trade food. I get to, I get to try all the cool food trucks and all the, um, new dishes that they're making. Um, so recently it's just been really fun, uh, networking and meeting the community. I think one of the cool parts of things that you did is you also like, yeah, they could have done it for free, but now you have like 21 potential customers who have tried your product and they're now familiar with the business next door and everything yeah. like that. So I think that, that that's, that's really cool. And I think that's part of the growth that happens is if they get to know you as the entrepreneur, like what does that look like, you know, and getting to meet you and see you and see the hustle that you're willing to do and that you're a person, Hey, you know, we still live in a little bit of a bargain economy and it is nice to do favors for each other and, and show like mutual respect for each other in the fields that we're good at. Like they're obviously moving forklifts around. So it gives them a chance to do that. And it gives you a chance to do what you're good at, which is serve pizza. It's not the only thing you're good at. And it's not the only thing they're good at in this, in that, in that respect, but it is something that you guys get to share, which I think is cool and the way it should be and how human connection is done. So yeah, what inspires you, Nathan, and what motivates you, what keeps you going every day? Because you said it earlier, this is a tough business. It requires full concentration of your time. If you're going to grow a food brand, you really need to be on it every day. What inspires you to do that? Um, I, I'm really proud of the product that we put out. And, and I love the feedback that we get from our customers. Um, I love like, you know, the people that come back every week time, you know, every Thursday we have about 20 customers that come to Cova, the brewery, probably more than 20, but, um, any Thursday and they come every Thursday and they don't eat pizza anywhere else. Um, and I just love seeing the, the happy faces eating, eating the pizza. And I, it's also like kind of like a game in here. You can never, get too good at working in a pizza oven there's always something to learn 
Um, there's a lot, like you said earlier, there's a lot of technique involved and I, I like that. That's fun to me. Um, so it's, you know, it's fun chopping wood. Sometimes it's not, sometimes you don't have time, but uh, I like getting better at chopping wood. I like getting better in the pizza oven. I like, uh, getting better at shaping pizzas. You can never, you'll, you never will learn everything. Um, so that, you know, that's kind of a, what keeps me going, inspires me. And you mentioned your wife driving down with you to get the food trailer. Like, how's that dynamic been? Obviously, she's very supportive of you. But as an entrepreneur, I've got to imagine your hours are crazy. You have to go. The food truck is sometimes late nights and weekends and stuff like that. Like, talk to me about that and how you so, balance out your relationship. Yeah, um, it's actually, you know, I will work 90, sometimes up to 90 hours a week. But that's not every week. And most of the time I have Monday and Tuesday off and sometimes one day during the weekend. So I end up, um, I end up getting to watch my, or hang out with my daughter and hang out with my wife on Monday, Tuesday, sometimes Sunday. And I have like the whole day, most of the time, um, to hang out with them. So it's a grind when I'm working Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um, sometimes Sunday, but then Monday and Tuesday I have off some, and I sometimes have off in the morning to hang out with my daughter. Um, so it's, it's not, we're making it work. Um, I think a restaurant that was open five days a week, every week, I think that's going to be different. That's going to be harder to manage, but there's kind of that benefit of a food truck. I'm not open every day and I, I don't open early in the week just because most places are slow and I leave that time for family. I agree. Uh, Monday and Tuesday, people generally don't eat out or order food. I've, if I think it's uh, people start to ramp up during the weekend. They get tired of cooking. They get ready to let loose the work week gets harder etc etc so the food business ramps up as people get tired in the corporate business i always i agree with that you know there's always the give everyone something special on friday to reward them for the week before so on and so forth so where does a lot of your business come from nathan like where are you finding your most success because it's different for every food truck in every region. Like what's going to make you successful. Well, what's, what are the clients, the customers that you're finding the most success with? Um, you know, for me, it's really where I'm at. Um, there's certain, certain neighborhoods around here that don't have as many options as others. And I do really good in those neighborhoods. Um, so for me, it's more about, location um than anything and i also have you know i have the people that follow me and there's all kinds of old young and you know all kinds of people um come and find me you know it's pizza i feel like everybody everybody loves pizza um but i i know certain places i'm always going to be slammed and certain places i'm going to be slow 
And so how do you, I mean, you just adjust for it or it's just like, okay, you set an expectation. I'm my, and it's maybe financial. I don't know, but this is, I'm not going to make more than this. This is, so don't get upset about it. Let's succeed at what we can make. I mean, talk to me about setting those expectations because you touched on yeah. something because you come in with an expectation, I think that helps you succeed uh, versus that's a deterrent. It's not, some people would be like, oh, that's not hopeful, but it's based in reality, which I think gives you the ability to succeed. Yeah, and the the places that are slower, sometimes I only bring one person to help me, and it's just the two of us, and we can easily handle that crowd. Um, and if it, if it is a slow, some of the places uh, that are slower, you know, they have really good beer, and I'll schedule them in because um, they're cool, and I like going there. I'll have one person work with me, and I'll make sure to try and get a lot of content during those days um, because when we're busy, I have no time to get content for social media. So I kind of take advantage of some of these slower locations, bring my camera or my GoPro um, or, or just use my phone either way, but get photos, get some videos. Um, Cause like our Thursdays, we have no time to do anything. We're slammed. Um, so that's how I kind of do it. But I can't book too many of those slow days, and I don't. <laughs> They're here and there. I agree with you. I think there's time where it's needed to catch up or build your brand or work on your business versus in your business. One of the things that I that I think that you've also done really well is your branding and your marketing and, and your social media. Like... Did like did you were you always good at that type of stuff, or is it something that you've developed since you've started this business? Um, yeah, I I do most of it. I feel like I'm really bad at captions. Um, I'm good at the photography aspect, at the video, at, at like making the reels, at least the reels that I do. Um, but I'm you know I'm not very clever with captions, so I have my wife help me with that a good amount. Um, but I was a photographer before this, so I think I have a good eye for that sort of thing, which helps me on social media. And then I just get a little help for what to say on the post. What was your favorite event that you've ever done? Ah, um, good question. We did party Gras on Saturday. That was pretty funny. Um, and, and what's the, uh, and how was that? It was like a, it was like a party for dogs. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, you know, probably, probably a wine fest, Chesapeake wine fest was pretty fun in terms of events. Cool. Anything that you want to share with anyone that you feel like you've learned along this journey or like you wish you would have known before anything that you feel that would help entrepreneurs for their future or anyone trying to get into a food truck, for example, or food trailers or anything that you've felt value in that, that you know now that you didn't know then. Um, I would, I recently hired an accountant, (laughs) Um, if you are, you know, if you don't know accounting, I would recommend getting an accountant 
early on to help you with the business. I thought I could figure it out in QuickBooks and stuff, but I kind of made a mess of that the first year. And um, recently I hired an accountant. He's getting, he's got everything organized. Now I can see the PNL a lot uh, more clear. And um, I would, I would recommend that. I would um, say that whatever hours you think you're going to work, I would increase that, especially if you're in a pizza truck. Um, there's just so many things to take care of. Um, one of my employees, he started working for me because he thought he might want to open a food truck, him and his girlfriend. And two days after he started working for me, he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm never going to open a food truck. And um, he still works for me. He has fun doing it, but he quickly realized just how much work it was and that he wouldn't be able to do it part time. Yeah, I don't, I agree with you. I think there's just, oh my gosh, the amount of work that it takes to prep them and put, put everything together and just make sure you have every, all the ingredients and foods, a lot of moving parts, like no doubt about yeah. it before you even start cooking it before it's just collecting it and making sure you have the right sauces and beverages and whatever else you need. Uh, do you make other sauces or just a tomato sauce? And, and do you only offer a tomato sauce? So uh, that's the only sauce I make. I make chili oil. Uh, but So we do a white pie. And that's just a, it's like a Bianco kind of. It's uh, sliced garlic and olive oil base with mozzarella ricotta. And um, a lot of people add sausage or prosciutto to that. And we finish it with Parmesan and chili oil. Very cool. But it, everything else is just the uh, tomato sauce. Have you always liked pizza, or did, is it just something that started because of making yeah, them in your backyard? Yeah, I've always, I've always loved pizza, and like as a kid, I went to Italy and Switzerland once, and I remember I was in sixth grade, but I remember eating the pizza, and it was incredible, and um, I've always been into kind of wood fired pizza. I never thought I would be making it um when i was a kid at least so until until quarantine i never thought that would happen um but yeah i've always loved food always loved pizza and i and i love it too because i think pizza's been around i think the first pizza place came into the united states at like 1892 or something like that in new york but really papa i mean really um pizza hut and domino's made it known the way we know it today like on a level that everyone's had pizza and a lot of companies came along with it but what i like about all this stuff is that there's just more pizza you know there's no market that's that doesn't want pizza there's no human on earth that doesn't like pizza that i know of unless they're like allergic to it in some way and yeah. there's so many variations and possibilities to make it unique and grow it like obviously Domino's and Pizza Hut didn't actually create the original pizza that was started in Napoli or in Naples like way back in the day as a peasant food and eaten with a fork and knife so like there's a lot of that I think Detroit style is the one we all mostly know and I think but what you're doing is is a sourdough it's different but it, it might be better. It might not be better depending on who you are. But I will say that it's doing well enough where you're growing. I think that 
it's different and it gives a unique edge to pizza, which I love also. I've seen a lot of new ideas coming around pizza and this is one of them. And there's so much room to grow in this market with the population booming the way that it is. So we need to feed them. We need entrepreneurs out there who are finding ways to do that in innovative ways. And I love what you're doing. And I think your business is going to grow. I just think it's a matter of time before everyone catches on to what you're doing in your business model. And what a great name as well. Well, thanks, man. Appreciate Appreciate that. You're very welcome. So where can they find you online? And where, um, where can they find your schedule for your food truck? Uh, so the schedule is on the website, sourstreetpizza.com. Um, and we operate in Norfolk, Chesapeake, and Virginia Beach, Virginia. Very cool. What's your favorite type of pizza? Um, I, I really, I love everything on our menu. I always go back to just classic pepperoni. Um, I love a pepperoni, but it's, I agree with you. I like salami on my pizza also. I'm one of those guys, but I, I go, I like complicated, but then I also like simple. So it's really cool. Uh, does your wife like pizza? Yeah, she loves pizza. So that works Um, out. She gets to be your Guinea pig, huh? For new stuff. Yeah, I have a lot of Guinea pigs. (laughs) Very cool. So Nathan, I appreciate you coming back on the podcast and sharing your story. Um, I really enjoy it. I really like, I want to talk a little bit more about the prep kitchen before we get off. Like, how did you come to do that? Like, I know we talked about it briefly, but that's sort of a big step to take on a piece of property when you have a food truck. So like, did you know that you that this is a growth location? I mean, do you have the ability to grow what you have there? Or is this just a stepping stone? So it's kind of a stepping stone um, and an investment. I, I'm paying a little more than I was at the um, shared commissary kitchen. Um, and we had to put down a down payment. But, you know, I'm not throwing that money away. And now it's an investment. It's in a a growing area um, in Norfolk near Old Dominion University. Um, so it's a, it's a good piece of property, and it, it helps me out a lot right now, probably for the next couple years until I get a brick and mortar. Um, and, you know, it helps me out. I also have one more, one tenant that is renting from us. She has a hot sauce company. So I share the kitchen with her. Um, she was at the old kitchen and we both kind of got fed up. And so we both moved over here, but it's really small. We can't really have additional people, uh, work in the kitchen. We we've taken up all the space. Um, but eventually I could rent the place out or I could sell it. Um, so I figured it was a good, a good move. I like it. I think it's it's really cool, and I I'm I'm excited to hear where it goes. Um, thank you again, Nathan. I appreciate you. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. I love you guys. Thank you for helping grow the podcast. Thank you for everyone who's always on the podcast supporting it. The interviewees. Thank you guys for sharing it and all the great reviews. I appreciate that. And um, again, you can find us on Instagram at Justin the Food Entrepreneurs. You can find me personally at Justin Bizarro, B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O on Instagram. And 
You can find this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, specifically on Spotify. Thank you, guys, and we're out. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, everyone.